Hey everybody, we are live. Welcome to Thursday to the penultimate day of Change My Mind Week. Um, so today we're going to be dealing with a little more of a, of a heavier topic because I know that this is a topic that's a little emotional for everyone. So before we have any kind of debate or discussion or disagreement, any of the three D's, any of the, the big D's that's going to go on today. Uh, and before we do that, I'll probably talk about like uh, potential ground rules we can agree on for both people who are on the stream and people who are in the chat. I'm going to, I'm going to tone police like a, like a, uh, emotional beta woman cuck today. Uh, uh, but I think that'll just make for a more productive conversation. Y'all can let me know your thoughts on that. Um, today we're going to be here with Cassie. She's not here yet, but, um, she is one of my friends who is also a fellow YouTuber and she is an author. She, she and I have a lot in common. We're both authors. We're both uh, YouTubers and she's also in my uh, women in business Facebook group. So we're, uh, we're good with that stuff together. And um, when she comes on, I think we'll have an interesting discussion because she and I are like we ever since we've met each other on YouTube and commented on each other's videos and things like that, I think we've realized that we disagree on literally everything. <laughs> like every single topic that comes up, we basically disagree on. However, um, we I feel like are both good at approaching each other's dissenting opinions with a respectful curiosity, which is what this show is about. So I think it'll be a good discussion. Um, let me just make sure I remembered to send her the link because I thought I did. Um, I'll just, uh, I'm just going to send it again. And then while we're waiting for this to start, we can react a little more to uh, Steven Crowder's pro-life change my mind video and see how we want to do a better job than him because I don't, Oh wait. Oh, okay. did I, did I send her the wrong link? Um, oh, cause she's in. Okay. He, here is the link because she says she's ready. Okay. I might have effed that up. <laughs> since you invoked his name, I did see that Crowder did have successful surgery. Obviously, we good. don't. But I just want to say good. wishing him a good recovery. Good, 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 good. I didn't realize I had forgotten to send her the link. I thought I did. I can be kind of dumb. So uh, we did monetize the stream though. Stream is monetized. All that stuff is good to go. Um, so I sent her the link while we're waiting to start. I will say hello to the chat. Hello to Molly. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning to Mushroom Destroyer. Working a 12 hour shift today. Rather sleepy. Two more hours left to go. That sucks, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good, good morning to Joe. Mushroom Destroyer says the three D's, dick, drugs, and demons. I think we can we can have like uh, the business D's and the party D's. We're business in the front, party in the back, right? So we could have the D's for the show can be disagreement, debate, and whatever the third thing or discussion, right? And then the three D's for when it's the weekend, we can have dicks, drugs, and demons. <laughs> That'll be my three D's for when I hang out with Mushroom Destroyer. Good morning to Patricia saying Paige's mama's in the house. As, as Joe agrees, yeah, this topic is not for Paige, uh, but it is for her mom. Um, 
And also Stephanie's here, who we had talked with yesterday. I just wanted to thank her again for coming on yesterday as well. So much to Stephanie for coming on yesterday. Oh, and Cassie is here in the background. So, hey, Cassie. Let's see. I She looks... Wait, okay. She's not... There you are. Hi. You're here. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> Can you hear me okay? Hello. Okay, so uh, a little bit frozen. That's okay. I, we'll, we'll figure it out. My internet this morning is being slow, so. I'm sorry. That can be frustrating. I might have to go into a different room. That's totally fine. Um, hang on. Give me, I, yeah, give me a minute. I have to tell my husband that I'm going to have to go in the office, I think. So I will be okay. right back. No problem. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get the internet up and going in a good way. Um, I think uh, for this discussion, some, some, I want to set some rules, I think, for today and for tomorrow. Because, like, for example, you guys here are our regular audience. When we debated Red Pill guys, we knew that you guys were going to be on our side with this, right? When we debated the, the topic of the bathrooms, we knew that there were going to be people in the chat who had a variety of opinions on that, but we're going to be respectful overall. Uh, today, today's topic is pretty heavy. So I just want to make sure that if you're in the chat, regardless of if you are on the pro-choice side, the pro-life side, regardless of what you think, uh, definitely feel free to share your opinions. That We're always about free speech here. Share your opinions, share your thoughts, share your personal experiences if you want, share your stories, whatever you want to share today. But uh, don't Please don't personally attack. Uh, I mean, RK is not going to be debating this at all because he's like, I'm a man. I'm not going to touch this. So, uh, but uh, I'm going to be discussing this with Cassie. So please don't, um, if you're a pro-life person, you know, please try to refrain from attacking or demonizing me. If you're a pro-choice person, please try to refrain from attacking or demonizing Cassie because I think that that's going to go against kind of the mission of what we want to have here. I think we want to, you know, Everyone's going into this discussion with genuine intentions and good faith. So I want to keep it that way in the chat as well, if possible. So uh, yeah, just as Joe said, be respectful, please. It's a, it's a good summary of it. Um, so yeah, and uh, the same is going to go for tomorrow. Tomorrow's topic is not as heavy. We're going to be talking about MLMs. Uh, uh, Reckless Mermaid's going to be on, and she is not actually completely anti-MLM. And in the past, she has expressed to me that she's she want, she's always really wanted to have a discussion about this with me on my channel live. So I'm glad we're finally able to do it. But she's always also been a little scared because she knows that my audience is primarily anti-MLM. So if people uh, see her not expressing the full thing, she was worried that people might try to like cancel her or try to harass her about her opinions being wrong or something. And I was like, no, I will not allow that to happen. So when she comes on, please make sure that every, just make sure everyone's respectful. We really want to foster that environment on this show. Uh, at least that's our goal. So I think that that's, uh, that's about it for that. Um, okay. 
So yeah, so today we are going to be discussing... Oh, hey, Cassie's back and she looks less frozen. <clears throat> Yay! You good. look way less frozen. Yay! <laughs> okay, good. Yay. All right, all right, Don't all right. Blame. Yes. Um, yeah, and everyone in the chat, feel free to share your opinions and thoughts. Uh, exactly. We can diss ideas. We do not diss people. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, yeah, completely, completely. So, um, first of all, before we get into the discussion, Cassie, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate you being willing to share your opinions and your perspectives. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about it and super nervous, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I, I am a little bit too, because I think this is just like such a really personal and heavy topic that I'm like a little mm -hmm. nervous. I don't want anyone to ever feel like I attack someone or someone else attacks someone. I don't think that's what we're here about, but I really excited to talk to you. This is what I was saying to RK earlier is I feel like, you know, you and I have a lot in common in that we're, we're, you know, we're both authors, we're both YouTubers, we both are in the, my, you join my women in business Facebook group, we do a lot of things together, mm -hmm. but uh, we disagree on like almost everything. I feel like whenever we comment <laughs> on one of each other's videos, we're like, well, actually my experience with this has been the complete opposite and here's why. <laughs> um, but I feel like our disagreements have always come from a place of respectful curiosity as opposed to uh, like, a fight or something so yeah I, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> so that's why I really appreciate having you on and having this uh this time to talk um yeah so Cassie uh do you want to I, I just uh, you know do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and like outside of just our topic today even just like your work as an author and things like that sure so um I mean I'm my name's Cassie. <laughs> uh, yeah. I am 28 years old. I'm married. Same. I got married. Really? You're 28 too. Interesting. Yeah. We're uh, the same age. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing we have in common. Exactly. Um, I am an author, a romance author. Um, I've got four books out so far, and I'm like two chapters away from finishing my next one. So that's exciting. Yay! Congratulations. Um, yeah. Um, I'm a Christian. And mm -hmm. that's obviously very influential in my views on this subject today. Mm -hmm. But I try to take, I try not to like bring up religious arguments when I'm not talking to religious people because I know that obviously if you aren't religious and you don't really, that doesn't really mean anything to you. And exactly. You're not going to care. So <laughs> that's, that's fine. I get that. So, um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me personally i'm also a professional housekeeper so i own my own housekeeping business if anyone small needs business owner tips. we love that yes yes <laughs> yes i actually would like to at some point hire a, a like a small house cleaning business or something because mm -hmm. i'm terrible at keeping my house clean and i want, I want <laughs> someone else who's better at it than me i want to pay them to do it so yeah for I, sure. I need to yeah i want to get that ball rolling at some point soon um, yeah, and I also appreciate that um, you want to come at this not from the religious side, um, because, you know, I, I, I have friends from all religious backgrounds. I think that religion can be a very beautiful and very important thing in a lot of people's lives. But mm -hmm. I agree with what you're saying that, like, if we're coming at it from, like, if I'm coming at it from, like, a legal perspective and you're coming at it from, like, a religious perspective, we're just going to talk past each other. And that's yeah, not, that's sure. not going to do anything. <laughs> not and I also think that's interesting because I... Um, I actually used to be a pro-lifer uh, 10 years ago. I was a hardcore pro-lifer until I was about 19. And then mm. I completely flipped my opinion and I've had a hard different opinion since then. 
But, um, and I talk about the arguments that made me change my opinion on it. But even, I, I have never been super religious. My family was um, Polish Catholic. So I guess like there was some religious influence in my life, but my, as a, a, a child, I never really thought much about religion, neither as like a teenager. So when I did have those anti-abortion uh, viewpoints, it was never from a religious perspective. So I was always confused mm -hmm. when people would try to tell me that it was a religious thing, people, because I was like, I'm not religious. I don't understand what you're talking about. And I think that one of the biggest issues when people are discussing this particular topic is that it's, it's basically the straw man argument if we want to boil it down to something. When I've been on each side of, of this issue, I've seen so much of people just mischaracterizing the opposition as a way to represent it. Mm -hmm. So like when I was back when I was a, a teenage pro-lifer, I would see all these articles circulating online that's like pro-life isn't about protecting life. It's really about trying to police women's bodies. And I was like, but that doesn't make sense because even if you were, even if you were a man that got pregnant, like, it, not that that happens very often, but like, if we lived in a world where men could get pregnant, like, I would say the same thing. Like, this doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, that's not what. Yeah. So, like, I was like, this is this is not really helpful at all. And I just felt like it was a mischaracterization. Or when people mm. would say like, it's not really about this. It's really about this. I would be like, no. When I say it, I am really saying it about this. So I, I don't understand why you're mischaracterizing this. And then the other side where people. Uh, I've seen a lot of people try to discuss this as like, well, clearly you don't have a respect for for life or a respect for children or a respect for, and I'm mm -hmm. like, no, I do. I do have like, so this is also like just another mischaracterization. So yeah. I think it's good to get to have a talk one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I mm -hmm. guess to get started, it'll probably be better if I give you some time to share your viewpoints and where they come from. And then I can like kind of ask questions and do more of an interview about it. And then I can come in and share some of mine and we can just keep it kind of like a discussion in that sense. If that yeah, works for you. Yeah. To me. Yeah. I wrote down a few notes just to, you know, make my thoughts concise because I can ramble. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, I guess to me, one of the quotes I wrote down that is, I think the most concise way to sum up my views is by a man named Greg Kokel, and he said, if abortion kills an innocent human being, then, or sorry, no, if abortion does not kill an innocent human being, then no justification is required, but if it does, then no justification is adequate. And that would be like, I think, the simplest way to sum up Sure. my views. Um, and then there's another set of kind of like a couple, like two premises and a conclusion. And the first premise would be um, that killing an innocent human being is wrong, which sure. I think we all <laughs> can agree with that one. I think that's, um, yeah, we can all agree yeah. on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then the second premise would be that abortion kills an innocent human being. And if you agree with both of those, then logically the, what follows would be the conclusion that abortion is wrong. Um, so mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's exactly how I viewed it when I was pro life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So exactly. Um, I guess also I want to know if we're going to discuss this today, are we going to come at this, I guess, from like a, whether it's a moral standpoint or a legal standpoint, and I guess they kind of influence each other in a way, but. Yeah. I mean, um, we can talk about both to me. I mean, I'm, I guess more interested in the moral part of it, but like, moral values influence the way you vote yeah. and what you think should yeah. be illegal or not. So 
I think it kind of is intertwined. Because when I look at it from a legal perspective, well, I can share my my thoughts on it as well. But is that mm. I guess that's a kind of a summary of where you're coming from on this. So to, to clarify, would you support abortion being uh, outlawed in the U.S. with like uh, some type of legal consequence if you do it? Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, so I I. I I think that what you're saying makes sense. And I think that a lot of times this conversation gets very distracted with this whole idea of what is a human? What is a person? I don't think there's any, there's ever going to be a consensus on that because that is, I will say the reason that I used to be very pro-life was that I believed life begins at conception. And even as a pro-choice person who would get an abortion if I got pregnant, I still believe life begins at conception because mm -hmm. it's not even a religious thing. Like it makes sense to me that like if, if you well, have scientific, <laughs> so. scientifically, it makes sense. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't understand people who are like, no, that's not a life. It's just a zygote. I'm like, yeah, but you could say that's not a life. That's just a baby. That's not a life. That's just a child. Mm -hmm. That's just an elderly yeah. person. Like they're all alive. Or you could say that's not a life. That's just a person in a coma. If you're going to go on the sentience argument or whatever, mm -hmm. that's it's dumb. Like if you had a sperm and an egg and let them live out the rest of their life on their own, they would die. And there no human would ever go mm -hmm. through the rest of life. If you, have conception and you let it go. So I will, I think it's, I think we can agree on that. We point. agree on that part. Yes. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people in uh, other people that I've talked to disagree on that and that's fine, but that's the perspective I'm coming at it from is that to me, it's whenever back when I was pro-life and people tried to change my mind on it, they would focus on this. What is a person argument? And I'm like, this is, this doesn't make sense to me because I, this makes more sense that this is a person. Mm -hmm. What started to make sense to me, I guess, or I don't, I don't want to like dominate the conversation. So actually I can will. I, can I, yeah, I will that let, a little bit? Yeah, go ahead and have some of your time. So um, I was just going to say that I think like, I kind of agree with your perspective when you say it, like we get distracted by talking about that. But I think that really is the core of the issue. Like in my opinion, I, I think that that is, I don't think it's really a distraction. I think that's an important aspect of this conversation. And I, wrote down a couple of things about um, okay. to support. I know you already believe this way, but a lot of people don't. So sure, yeah, go just ahead. for the fact that um, like three main characteristics of all that all human beings share are that we are living human and whole. And those three characteristics also apply to a zygote in the womb. Um, we, it's not like some people tend to think of it as like, if you're building a car and you know you only have the frame of the car and the tires that's not a car yet um you have to you know get the other parts and put those in and then eventually it becomes a car um but that's not how it is scientifically with embryos like we when we are at the moment of conception we are a whole human life we have all of our dna it's the process from like conception to birth is very similar to what you could say about like, like you just said, a baby growing up to be a exactly. adult, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like a baby is less of a human and should have less rights because they are, you know, smaller or whatever. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which also um, brings me to another point. Um, I don't know if you've heard the sled argument. Um, Potentially, I don't, can you tell me what it is? 
so basically um, the the main differences between a zygote and a person who has been born or an adult or whatever are, it can be summed up with the acronym SLED, which S stands for size, L is level of um, development, E is environment, and D is degree of dependency. And those are all differences, um, but they're not two things about those differences. One is that they're not differences that should affect your value as a human or like what human rights you should have. And secondly, they're also, all of those things apply to many other people than just, um, you know, babies in the womb. Obviously a toddler yeah. is much smaller than me. They still have the same human rights and level of dependency. There are people with, you know, mental illnesses who even as adults don't have as much you know, they're still dependent on others and and their level of uh, development. Again, you know, they're not as mentally developed as other people, but they still have the same rights. So that's kind of what I wanted to add to sure. that part yeah. of the conversation. So I completely agree with all of that. I think that, and I, I think that that's almost like just a better standpoint. If we can, if, if people can enter this conversation agreeing that, yes, when something is conceived, it is a, it is a human. It is a human in full. Mm. I would agree with that. I think where the difference comes in for me is that I will say, yes, this human, this human that's in me, it has the right to do uh, everything, but it doesn't have the right to live inside of me. That is where I draw the line because when you have, it doesn't matter how old that child is. If you have a child who's two years old, five years old, whatever, one, they also don't have the right to live inside of you if for some reason that child suddenly became incapacitated or medically harmed in a way that required them to be, like, I've never seen them be required to be put back into somebody, but if that situation were to happen where mm -hmm. they would suddenly be required to be t uh, connected to their parent for the rest of their life, you the law could never force a parent to physically connect the child to them. You see that too with like, if you have a, a, a kid or even an adult or someone who needs, I don't know, a liver transplant. And let's say mm -hmm. you're going to die if you don't get your liver transplant. And then your dad is the one who can give you the liver. He's the only match for you. The law is never going to require that he give that to you or even a kidney where you can give one up and not die. The law will never require that because while yes, I can, I will definitely acknowledge. I think that's a human. I think that that, but you never have no, no human, no matter how full of a human ever has the legal right to the inside of another person's body, because the inside of our body is completely our own, I think, from both a legal and a moral standpoint in my case, my case. So that's why I would say that, like, if I got accidentally, I think if I got getting accidentally pregnant is literally my worst fear. I'll bring this up. I've Mine talked too. about this before. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. And even when I was a strong pro-lifer, it was even more my worst fear because I was like, if I got pregnant, I couldn't get an abortion because I'd feel like a murderer. And I don't want to have a baby because that is not just do I not want to raise a kid. The physical process of pregnancy is so horrifying to me that mm. I don't know what I would do. So in a lot of cases at the time, I thought my only option would be suicide at the end of the day, which I, I don't like, I am, not, I really am a person who is terrified of death and values my own life. But at that point, I'm like, I don't know, I might be more scared of pregnancy than of death. So that was how I saw it at that point. And then later I started to see it as like, okay, so if this ever did happen to me, 
I think I would be a fucking mess for a really, really long time, regardless of what happened. But I know that I could at least understand it as this person didn't have the right to live inside of me. It's the same as like, okay, if your child has to die because or your child dies because they don't, you can't give them the blood transfusion they need or something. It's, you can still grieve that you can still mourn that that can still, that will still be a tragic event in your life, but it's not your fault or it's not, you're not a murderer for not giving it to them. That was well, the inside of you. So that's where, that's where I draw the line. I think to me, those, examples are not equivalent because I mean refusing to give someone blood that could save their life is not the same as intentionally killing them so that's where I just I don't I don't really draw the line I don't think it's intentionally killing I think it's removing someone from somewhere where they're not allowed to live and but abortion die, is intentionally killing. You don't just take it out. Like you they because there's no it, other way to take it out. I, I would right. I would actually I would think a good solution. I would be very in favor of if instead of all the time spent trying to be like, well, should we try to outlaw this? Should we try? I think it would be a better time to spend to say, like, why don't we fund some scientific research to find a way to successfully extract it without killing it? I would absolutely be in favor of that as well. Um, obviously, because I'm pro life. <laughs> I yeah. don't want them to die and so yeah I mean I see what you're saying about I've heard that argument before about you know you don't have to give someone your kidney or give them your blood um I just I don't know I don't I don't see those as the same thing with pregnancy because it's it's not I'm having trouble articulating I think this is philosophical at this point. So I think we're, you know, the trolley problem. Yeah. I think we're at the trolley problem right now where the question is, is it equally bad to kill, to, to cause the death as it is to allow the death to happen while passively watching it. I think that's where we're, where we're at right now where it's like, okay, if I'm watching for everyone in the chat, in case you don't know the trolley problem, the idea is that there's a, there's a trolley going down the tracks. And you're the person who who sees the lever that you can switch the track it's on. On the track that the trolley's currently on, there's five people tied to the track. So if you if you don't do anything and you just let the trolley keep going, it's gonna kill those five people. If you pull it and switch it to the other one, there is one person laying on those tracks. So the question is, is it morally better to intentionally pull the lever? Now you are responsible for the active murder of that one person, or is it better to passively just watch five people die, even though it results in more death? That's the question of the trolley problem, right? And I think that's where once we start to, once we get past the idea with uh, abortion of, is it, when does life start? What What is this? What is this? Once we get past all of that stuff, we end up at the trolley problem where it's like, okay, so is it any different, like if we, if you're not required to give your child a blood transfusion or a kidney or something like that, and you let them die, is it any different to actively cause their death by having them removed from you in a way that like, they can't safely mm -hmm. remove it. It's not possible at this time. I wish it could be like, honestly, I wish, I think that would be the perfect solution. Um, but since they can't do that, is it better to have caused the death actively than to have caused the death through inaction? And that's I at the end of the day where it's like, that's 
That's like a philosophical question. I don't think there's a, an absolute moral answer to that. Well, I mean, I would, I think there is. I would say it's always obviously worse to actively intentionally kill somebody. Um, if you don't give your child a blood transfusion, someone else could, or there could be, you know, I don't know why a parent wouldn't give their child a blood transfusion. Sure, so that's a little bit of a difficult hypothetical But the law question. would never classify you as a murderer if you don't. Obviously not, because yeah. you're not murdering them. They are dying, and you are neglecting to save them. But uh, with abortion, it's that's not true. <laughs> you you literally are deciding to to kill that person. And even with the trolley problem, it's a little bit of a false equivalency because you are on the track. This is happening. You need to make a decision between five people and one person. Or even if it's one person and one person, I mean, at that point, you recognize that all of these people have equal human rights. And for every situation, it would be horrible for one of them to die. But even switching the track, I think, is a little bit not the same as abortion because you are still the one you're put on this on this track where this is, people are going to die. And it's now up to you to decide who. Um, I would, I don't think that's the same as abortion because in an abortion, abortion situation, when you're pregnant, nobody has to die. You're not on the track. So if you get an abortion, you're uh, deciding to get on the track and kill that well, person. Whether nobody has to die depends on well, the situation. Of course, if the woman too. is. If the, so would you, would you be in favor of abortion if the woman's life is in threat, is in active danger of yeah, so I'm glad you asked that because um, yeah. I think that's obviously a relevant question. Absolutely. Um, personally, I don't, I don't think that that, and this might some people might say I'm just arguing semantics. I don't think that is an abortion because to me, okay. abortion is intentionally killing a living being, um, and in that case, it really would be we are intentionally saving a living human being and that is going to result in this other person's death, unfortunately. And that to me is not the same thing. Would you as, see it as like killing in self-defense or would you see I it? I mean, more, yeah, I guess yeah. you could, you could call it that. I okay. mean, even in self-defense, like most of the time, if there's a way to defend yourself without killing the person, you would probably try to do that. But uh, sometimes there isn't, and that's unfortunate. <laughs> but I yeah. mean, it, yeah, it's a little bit different, obviously, in metaphorically, because usually in self-defense, the person you're defending yourself against is mm -hmm. like doing something evil to you, whereas a baby is, there might be unintentionally harming you, but obviously they're not like doing an evil action to you or something. So emotionally, it's a little bit different. But but yeah, I think you could you could see it that way. Okay. I would say if you insist on calling that an abortion, then I would say that is the situation in which I would say sure abortion is appropriate. Personally, I wouldn't okay. call it an abortion, but But that's like the I'm that's like the exception that. to it for you is if someone Yeah, because is, we're pro life, life you know, yeah. we're pro life. So if the mother dies, the baby's going to die too. So like of course it would be ridiculous for a pro life person. And I've heard I've heard some people say this and I think it's idiotic. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous for a pro-life person to say, no, we're not going to help this woman. We're going to let her die. It's like, okay, what good yeah. did that do? Obviously that's not the pro-life 
position. Yeah, I appreciate that that's consistent for you too, because like, yeah, even back when I had had pro-life beliefs, I would say like, yeah, I, um, I, I, if, if someone's life is in danger, like even if you got to the point where it's like, okay, you can either give birth and die in birth while the baby survives, or you can terminate the pregnancy, then I would say like, either choice is appropriate because it's one life in exchange for one life. So like, that's, that's a, that's a time when like, that's up to the person. Well, that's what I'd Mm -hmm. say now. Now I say it's always up to the person, but, um, can I just add one thing to that? Um, I actually have heard from doctors. Um, there's a doctor named, uh, Anthony, Dr. Anthony Levitino, who used to be an abortionist and is now pro-life and does not perform abortions anymore. Um, I have actually, I have a, I set up a YouTube channel, side note, I set up a YouTube channel a while ago. I haven't actually posted any videos on there, but I've compiled some playlists about information mm-hmm. about abortion and stuff. So I can send that to you if you want. Um, it's called Paradigm Shift, I think mm-hmm. is what I named the account. Um, but you can look up on YouTube his story. And there's a video in which an interviewer asked him as a professional and not just a doctor, but like he, he worked for a very long time with specifically crisis pregnancy situations. So the Mm -hmm. really dangerous ones where people are, it is life and death. And he said that he, he doesn't, that there is no situation where an abortion would be necessary, especially at that, at a later stage, because at that point they would, they would do an emergency C-section and the baby might not survive, but there's, but an abortion, especially in the later um, terms, what he described the fact that, you know, you have to prepare the cervix for that for a few days. And, you know, if someone comes in an emergency situation, they don't have a few days that you can go through. Like it would be less safe for them to have an abortion than it would be to mm-hmm. just have a c-section and then the baby might survive or it might not but at least you're not intentionally killing it so so i I appreciate that you brought up a a medical source i don't i feel like an idiot so i don't have one so if anyone in the chat knows knows of uh cases where because i I have heard of cases where this has happened but i don't have any off the top of my head so i don't trust that you'll necessarily believe me since i can't think of any but if anyone in the chat has somewhere where it has been an an emergency abortion has been necessary to save someone's life let me know i want to talk about i have heard of those situations too i just anecdotally people have said I've heard of that so I you know I don't know I haven't heard it from a doctor or anything but okay I don't I don't deny that like like I said before in some situations when people say I had to have an abortion uh, like what they describe to me isn't an abortion so that's I guess just or like I guess what Amanda's describing here something that's not late term something that's at the beginning like you get pregnant and you learn from the doctor from the beginning this is not going to be physically safe for you to carry and so you get the abortion early on but you would not you would not call that an abortion you would call that something if it's not if it's if the woman is going I mean like if it's an ectopic pregnancy or something obviously that like that's not going to ever it's going to kill you <laughs> so yeah you would need to have that removed yeah i personally wouldn't call that an abortion but okay if you call so it that then i'd the say chat, I'm okay with that <laughs> there's a lot of people in the chat who are discussing like semantics and that's why we're trying like we're at the moment we're kind of discussing this in a vacuum 
So we're kind of, uh, we're, we're just kind of defining our terms and what they mean to us when we say them, because I think it's important not to talk past each other, because I, mm. I know a lot of times people will say, well, this means this, and this means this. It's kind of like we were talking to red pill guys, right? And they were like, well, this is what alpha means. And I was like, that's not how most people use the word alpha. So now mm -hmm. we're a little confused on what's going on. So I think it's important to define our terms to each other and talk about what we mean in these contexts. So, you know, when I say a certain word, if it's not what you guys are used to, but I define it, try to take my word for it. Similar with Cassie, if she says that she calls something in, in a certain a certain type of language, just like try to try to go with that. And then we can this is this is kind of for the vacuum of our like more philosophical discussion and then if we want to progress into how this might be enacted in the real world and what real mm -hmm. how we might deal with different real world situations we can go to that in a minute because I, I know a lot of people have good questions about it i can address some of that now i mean oh, like sure. i said if if people do like if you want to call that an abortion like having an ectopic pregnancy removed so the woman doesn't die then I would say if we were going to have laws on like to prohibit abortion, then I would say there should be an exception for that situation. But as it is now in places where there are, you know, people say, sure, I'll pass a law to prohibit abortion with a health exception. Well, oftentimes that health exception includes things like social health and economic health and like, I mean, if you're stressed out, that would be your mental health. So it really ends up to where the health exception means that anything really can be considered, this is bad for my health. And I wouldn't agree with that. I would need for it to be like, actually, you're okay. actually well, going is, to harm This you. is a point, um, and I guess this, this is, again, kind of for the philosophical vacuum of our discussion where mm -hmm. we talk about like, you know, what is morally, what is morally relevant in what causes life to end and things like that because amanda amy and molly have all brought up this point and i want to bring this up too because this is very relevant to me um when it comes to be like if i know for a fact that due to my mental health issues due to some physical health issues due to a lot of uh things i have if if i got pregnant my first thought would be suicide and if I knew I had to carry that pregnancy and I, if I were in a position where I'd be forced to give birth, I would want, I would contemplate, and I'm not a suicidal person at all. Um, but I, the, when I try to imagine what would happen, I actually have nightmares about getting pregnant by accident regularly and, and contemplating suicide over it. And I know that this, this is, I, I guess I should warn everybody <laughs> this, this is getting into a heavy territory. So if this isn't something you can you feel that is comfortable to listen to. I understand if anyone wants to leave, but that's a, a, a thing where for me, I know for a fact, if, if I were to be forced to go through the process of giving birth, because that causes panic in me, like, like, and I'm actually not like, I, I walk alone at night in Chicago in the city by myself, like every day. I'm a person who like, I encounter like, scary men hitting on me on the street all the time. And I don't give a fuck. Like, it's just like, I'm not easily scared by a lot of things that should scare people. But when I think about the panic and the terror that I feel at the thought of being forced to give birth or having to, to go through what my body would go through and, and just like the body horror that that brings up for me, I think it, like I would want to kill myself. And I know that a lot of people have brought that up as well. So if the fact that after being forced to give birth, I would commit suicide, 
that's still my life being gone at that point. And I know that that's, I understand that like, when I've been in the pro-life perspective, I know that there is an argument you can make there where it's kind of like, yeah, but you chose to end your life as opposed to you choosing to end someone else's life. But I guess that depends too, how much of that is a choice when it comes to mental health. Like, I think we're at a point now where we're recognizing the way that mental health is a piece of physical health and that the brain is part of the body right. and the way our brains react to things. So if it, if it does harm my mental health to the point where I want to commit suicide, then maybe that pregnancy is threatening my life. So I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I think that that is, I mean, on the one hand, I obviously think that's a valid point. I will tell you, like, I have actually told my husband in the past, I waver back and forth. I'm not as strongly, I don't think I feel quite as strongly as you do, but I have, I have uttered the words, if I were to get pregnant, I would want to die. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, I totally understand what you mean by that. Um, and I don't think it's also nice to meet a pro-life person who doesn't want to get pregnant. I have, uh, I, I used to be there too. And people like would always be like, yeah, but you want to force women to get pregnant and have babies. And I was like, no, I don't even want to be pregnant. Yeah. So, I know. I get that all the time. So people I think assume... it's, it's a good way to, I think it's good that we're kind of on a level playing ground. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, oh, people, people assume, especially because I'm, I'm Christian and I'm relatively conservative and I got married at a young age and like, well, it's easy for you to say that, people shouldn't be able to have abortions because you'd probably be fine if that happened. I'm like, mm, no. But no, just because, I guess because people assume like, oh, she's she's pro-life and Christian and married, mm -hmm. so she must want to have kids, but you don't. And I yeah. think that's important that people don't just assume other people's intentions. Right. Because of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I totally, I understand. I mean, maybe not quite to the same degree. I'm not going to say for sure mm -hmm. that I understand exactly how you feel, but... Um, I think that is something that I dislike about a lot of pro-lifers, <laughs> the way yeah. they talk about things is that I think they, there's often a very big glossing over how incredibly hard pregnancy is and, yes. and giving birth and the like forever after effects of that. And that's something I very much dislike when people are like, well, just give it up for adoption. I'm <laughs> like, Okay, like, simple, I agree yeah. with you, but it, it, like, don't say it like that's just nothing. That's still really, right. really hard. Um, so when it comes to what you were saying about like, at what point is mental health, like, at what point is that threatening your life? I mean, it's hard for me to say. I don't know. Like I have an answer, but I don't know exactly if I strongly 100% believe this, so I'll, I'll speak on it, but like, I'm, I don't know how to phrase that, but um, yeah. I mean, my initial thought to that question is, is kind of what you said about the fact that, you know, you would be choosing to take your life, which obviously I don't want anybody to, right. to go through that, but to me, I guess what I would say is um, if someone were to tell me I want to have an abortion because I feel hopeless, I feel like I want to kill myself, I feel, you know, all these things, my answer would be, okay, well, you're not allowed to kill an innocent person, period. So 
let's address all of that other stuff and let's get you counseling and get you support and you know health care yeah. and all the things that you need like i'm i think that there is a misconception not among all pro-choice people but a lot of people tend to think for some reason that like pro-life people don't care about the women and that's yeah. just ridiculous there are pro-life clinics that's all useless, over the country i think that's a useless yeah when people are yeah. like oh you don't care about women i'm like that's not helpful to the conversation at all because there are a lot of pro-life people who genuinely do care about women they yeah. like everybody's just coming at things from a different worldview so i i completely agree with you on that yeah yeah and there are like pro-life clinics all over the country free clinics where women can get health care and counseling and and like diapers and like everything that they need so i yeah i i would say i recognize how hard that is and I don't say this from a I don't say this from a mindset of like oh just like whatever just do it you know but I would still say that your life being really hard and I know that might feel like a um, minimizing of the situation but just in simplistic terms your life being really hard doesn't give you the right to kill an innocent person but if because I killed myself, making... I'd be an innocent person too. Right. And I don't think you should kill yourself either. So Right. I, I know you, I know to... you agree with that, but like it's it, in, in a lot of these cases, I know in my case and other people's cases where there is a severe mental illness component, I am a mentally mm -hmm. ill person and I know a lot of people who are as well. And I know that you knew that saying like life would be really hard was a minimizing way of saying it. I'm not I'm not trying to say that the way you said it was mm -hmm. wrong, but I think that in a lot of cases, like medically it does go beyond that. It's that um, in some cases, people like to keep the pregnancy safe. People are forced to go off of um, psychotropic drugs that are keeping yeah, them Yeah, and I don't agree with that. Yeah. I don't agree with or, that. So, so you so would be I'm okay with of, someone terminating if they would be forced to go off of life-saving mental health medication too? I would say that they should keep stay on their medication if it's life-saving. And if that results in a miscarriage, then I, that's unfortunate. Okay. I wouldn't say that they should terminate the pregnancy. I don't think that's necessary. But I don't agree with I don't agree with prioritizing. I mean, there are times in life when we have to prioritize one life over another. In my mind, the perspective is the mother and the baby are completely equal in the human rights they have. But sometimes there are unfortunate situations in life. I mean, if a, someone's rescuing people in a car crash and there are two people there and they only have time to grab one they're gonna have to make a decision and that doesn't mm -hmm. mean that the other person didn't deserve to live it just means that yeah literally could only save one person so if that's I don't the know case, if we're saying the same thing here but I think as as a human it's always morally it's always it's never morally bad to want to prioritize your own life over everyone else's when it comes to life or death situations. Like I've been open with this, even with people I love, I would save my own life over anyone else's life. And maybe mm -hmm. that makes me an asshole, but like, I don't think that there's any, that there should ever be any legal or moral or anything consequences if you choose to prioritize saving your own life over saving someone else's life. Yeah, I don't think there should be legal consequences for that either yeah. at all, for sure. I personally like have a little bit of a different perspective as a Christian, but I, like for my own personal moral beliefs 
for myself, not that I. But that's your beliefs, yeah. Your beliefs for you, not that you would try to like legally. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just Um, wouldn't say that that would be a situation where abortion would be a factor. I think people should take care of themselves. For example, an example a lot of people use is like if a woman has cancer, obviously chemotherapy would result in a miscarriage if they're pregnant. I don't think that they should not get chemotherapy. That would okay. be ridiculous. Um, but I don't think they should get an abortion either. I think it would just be an unfortunate, like the baby probably wouldn't survive that. Okay. So I think the the next thing we can kind of discuss, and this is, I see a lot of people kind of bringing up things, hinting at this in the chat. So I don't want to like ignore the chat, but I also want to make sure everything stays on topic because it's very, like there's a lot of factors to this discussion and it can be hard mm-hmm. if we try to go off on each one at uh, right. like at a moment's notice. Um, but I would say um, when it comes to how in the real world this is going to be enacted. So like we're, mm-hmm. we were having an interesting philosophical discussion about like, what, what mm-hmm. is, what, what will happen? Whose life is more important than like all of that stuff at the end of the day, that's somewhat philosophical because there's mm-hmm. no moral is morality is relative and all of that. But now I think we're getting to a point where it's like, okay, so in let's, let's narrow the scope. We're in the United States in the United States in the real world, how things should be enacted. My thought is that it would make sense, first of all, I mean, I think we can we can all probably agree that like education on what causes pregnancy is important in the first place yes. because I think there's a huge lack of education in schools. There's a lot of kids uh, or a lot of a lot of teenagers that go through high school and never learned what unprotected sex is and end up getting pregnant by accident. And now mm-hmm. there's a whole mess going on. So right. there's I think that's a that's a huge thing. I think having um, affordable. Well, I mean, whether whether we want to go into Medicare for all or healthcare discussions, another thing. But at the very I'm all least, for that, by the way. Uh, all for Medicare <laughs> for all. I love it. I love it. Well, because that's the thing too. I think a lot of times people try. I, this is why I talk about. I don't like to lump beliefs together because people will be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, all the pro-life, anti-abortion people also believe that there shouldn't be universal healthcare." And I'm like, I don't right. think all of them believe that. I think yeah. maybe I some assholes in Congress believe that, but that's mm-hmm. why they need to go. I think yeah. that. I think that a lot of average everyday people are very reasonable so yeah i think yeah we can we can get that type of system start getting people birth control so i think that there are a lot of systems you know we keep uh when i've talked about this in a business perspective you don't when you want something to end you cut off supply or you cut off demand rather than cutting off supply because if you cut off supply but there's still a demand for it you're gonna have a crisis but if Mm. you cut off demand for something uh, well, how do we cut off demand for abortion? Well, we tr- do everything in our power to make it affordable and safe for people to be able to af- to avoid unintentional pregnancy in the first place. So I think once we get to that point in real life, we're going to eliminate a lot of the problem, but there still will Absolutely. be those exception cases. So I guess my question to you is, if we do all of those wonderful things, you know, like people are talking about affordable, accessible birth control, like Patricia said in the chat, all of that. Mm-hmm. Once we get to that end, like education, so people know how to use it, you know, uh, free doctors visits for for everyone, things like that, so that everyone's good. Um, everyone feels fully educated in the decisions they're making in their life. Once we get to that point, which I think should be the priority of what we work on right now, but. Once we get to that point, 
what, from your perspective, if somebody, if a fringe case still happens and somebody gets pregnant by accident after doing all of that and they want, they are saying, I'm not going to go through with this. What, what do you think the world should look like? I guess in terms of like, should there be a place that like if a, if, a, if an abortion clinic sprung up and they went there, do you think the clinic should be shut down? Do you think the person should be right. what, what, like what, what yeah, that's a really consequences good question. do you think they should have to face all of that? Yeah. That's, those are my thought, questions for you. Yeah. So first I just want to say, I totally agree with you that, and this is another thing that I dislike mm-hmm. about a lot of the pro-life conversations is I really think there needs to be a stronger focus on, like you said, cutting out the demand rather than, yes, well, I, yes. I wouldn't say rather than the supply. I want to do both, but I would well, we do absolutely, need to focus on that. Yeah. I would absolutely agree that that is extremely important. And, and that's part of why I have conversations like this, because I think when I picture like my perfect world of like no more abortions, Yes, there is a legal part of that, but for the most part, I picture just individual people like changing their minds about it. And and I don't I don't want women to get to the point where they feel so desperate and like they want an abortion and they can't have one. Like I want them to not even get close to that line. I want them to just be okay. And a to not get pregnant mm-hmm. when they don't want to be first of all which obviously sometimes like you can't always avoid that i have to say person first of all which obviously i recognize that this is not like a realistic standard for most people in the world or at least most people wouldn't say it's realistic i would i believe in abstinence until marriage which would cut out a lot of this problem. I mean, I don't think so because I'm. Way. I mean, I'm. I'm married. Well, and, of course, and I understand. And I, like I said, I'm yeah, married still, too. Yeah, and I, I want to go children. through life without pregnancy. Yeah, but you can't deny that 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 there would be far less fewer abortions if people there might be having I don't... sex. I think it's very obvious that there would be, but I guess we don't need to talk about that. It's not that. I important, mean, that but... that would also like that's also a situation too where it's like. There's one, there would be no way to ever enforce that. And well, two, of course, I think, it shouldn't be a lot. I think if you, even if you like, I think the problem is a lot of people I think who um, are in favor of abstinence till marriage, which I'm not necessarily saying that this is your belief. I think that a lot of people who do try to make that the focus in the way that teenagers are educated. And because of that, they don't spend any time educating them on what right. does cause pregnancy and like, or they use, scare tactics or they go to the extreme and as a result they don't have any education in how this stuff scientifically actually works so then they then they're more likely to end up like i think that's been found pretty much in most states that have yeah have uh abstinence till marriage as the education Mm -hmm. then a lot of uh, those states tend to have higher rates of unmarried pregnancies because people don't feel educated so i think that that can be kind of a problem if we try to promote that yeah right and i was getting to that. I mean, yeah. I, oh, okay. I have to mention my, I mean, I'm not going to not mention the fact that I personally believe that people shouldn't be having sex outside of marriage. That's my personal belief. We're talking about my beliefs. I'm going to say that, but yeah, so I don't believe too, that, yeah. I don't believe though, which I was going to get to that 
that we should be doing like abstinence only education or yeah, anything. Okay. I, yeah. That I don't support at all. Um, I think that because as I said, I this is my belief and I think that that's the way God designed things to work. But I, I recognize that that's not like that's an ideal world that isn't the world we live in and we need to meet right. people where they're at. And so I absolutely agree that we should have education, sex education. And I think that that should be a stronger focus of the pro-life community. Um, I don't know if I would really say, I mean, I still think that, I think I got a little distracted from my point I was trying to make. So I'm trying to like yeah. reorganize um, my thoughts. I think I agree that the pro-life community should focus more on on cutting off the demand and helping people. And like you said, with healthcare, free healthcare and contraception, I am all for all of that. I am not against contraception. I mean, I'm not going to pick too hard on people who think that it it's wrong, but like I, it doesn't doesn't quite follow to me that if you are pro-life and against abortion, like to be also against contraception is like a little bit like doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> so I think that that's all very important. I would agree with you on that up to the point where I also think that the demand or the supply should be cut off as well. But to get back to your question, that's what your question was, was about legally yeah what would happen if i think that is a question that i i'll be honest i don't have like a super solid idea of but yeah. initially my thought would be that i think the i think uh, if abortion was illegal then i think abortion clinics and abortionists should be being um, prosecuted okay for that i don't I don't know if I think the woman should be at all or if okay. if at all I would say not as strongly that that part I don't know how I feel about that because I okay. I think in some ways the hard thing is that I think in a lot of ways people are very blinded to what abortion is and they are very um, I guess you could say indoctrinated into accepting it as the norm. So I don't, I don't know if I think the woman should be punished in that situation. I would say my priority would be to shut down the clinics and, okay. and stop doctors from doing that. So do you think that, because I think if we're looking at a realistic way to have a solution going forward, I appreciate a lot that you also agree in universal health care and that you would agree with those kind of things. I feel like the problem, one of the problems we have is that a lot of the anti-abortion Congress people and politicians we have don't agree with those things. And why they yeah, don't, I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. It's like yeah. um, a, a like pure capitalist purist stance and an anti-abortion stance are completely irrelevant from each other. So why why mm -hmm. that happens, I don't know. Maybe it's just the circles mm -hmm. they grew up in or something. But I think that it makes it would make sense, I think, if like 
you know, you and others who have the same beliefs as you um, worked towards, you know, I, I don't know, trying to sway or trying to find more people to get elected to to positions who like to represent if you want to represent the anti-abortion beliefs having people go mm. in and representing those universal health care beliefs as well i think would be a right. lot more productive and it's just a shame that they don't but i think that's something we can agree on <laughs> that that's a shame yeah general. i mean in general i i very much dislike the party system in general i think same i think the reason we don't have that is because if a republican came out and said which by the way i'm not a republican I'm not a Democrat either. Technically, Same. I'm a registered libertarian, but I, I don't fully identify with any party. Yeah. And I think I don't identify with any party. I think that's why you I and I have good discussions. Yeah, neither of us are stuck in like a party cult loyalty. Right. And I think yeah. that that's how it should be for everybody. Yeah. And I think that's the problem is that we have, you know, if a Republican stood up and said, I am 100% against abortion, but also I want free health care for all, then I mean, that person wouldn't be that would be a problem to the Republican party. And same with like a democratic person, if they stood up and said, I want free healthcare for all, but also I want to make abortion illegal. That wouldn't be, they wouldn't be supported. They wouldn't even yeah, get to the, the point of being like extremism. Yeah. Right. So I think that that I totally agree that that's a problem. I totally agree that I would love to see someone in office who was against abortion and pro free healthcare for all. I've never seen a person like that even as an option. So I don't know that that will ever happen unless yeah. like major changes happen to the party system in general. So, which, yeah, I don't know I, how I to mean, make at that the end of the day, When you get to the core of all of these issues that we're talking about, the problem is that there are people in power who don't understand or who maybe do understand the reality of the issues, but just don't give a fuck because they're very self-centered. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the problem is, yeah, that the people who are in power aren't, aren't accurately representing what, what everyday people want. Mm -hmm. So I know we're a little off topic here, but I want to say that like, from your perspective, I can see that like, because I feel that way all the time where I'm like, no, this is stop doing this thing that I don't, I don't want. Like, this is not what mm -hmm. American people, but this is an inaccurate representation. So I think that that is overall the core of a lot of these problems is not mm -hmm. everyday people. It's not the, a, a, an everyday person who is against abortion is not the problem. It's that there's lawmakers who are against abortion and against universal health care claiming that they're representing yeah. the people when they're not like, that's, I think a big, a big problem. Um, and that's why I think that that's why to me, my priority in wanting abortion to end is not so much. I mean, yeah, I'll vote for that, but I, that's not really my focus because I don't think that that's where like change is going to happen. I think change is going to happen on an individual level of just talking to people and, and people becoming people who agree that babies in the womb have the right to live and that we can't kill them yeah. and uh, that's what i want to see happen so sure. for me the legal part of it is a much smaller part of it because i just don't think that that's really okay. i i don't think that's gonna be the best way to approach 
change. I also think it's important to look at like when you're approaching, like you're saying, when you're approaching change, what order you do things in is going to matter, right? Because if you make a big change right now without doing other right. things first, the world's going to erupt into chaos. Right. So it's like, if you shut down all abortion clinics right now, it doesn't work. I think the only yeah. way you could get to a point where you do that is not only the universal healthcare, not only the free birth control, not only the, the sex education and all of that. I think in addition to that, we need to get to a point where there are, I, I guess, it, uh, where in the future abortion clinics would not be a place where the abortion is done the way it is now, but where it is done as removing the whole, the, the, the zygote or the embryo or whatever in full from the uterus and putting it in some kind of incubation chamber or something. I think mm. that would be the only way where I could get on board with abortion clinics being shut down because I have no problem. I absolutely think that, that it is a human with a right to live but I, I do not think it ever has the right to live inside of me. I don't think anyone has the right to live inside of me, regardless of if they're my child, uh, regardless of anything. Because I think you get to a, a position where it's like, at the end of the day, people just want to have the freedom to live their life on their terms. And for me, my I, do, I want to live a life without ever giving birth. If I have mm -hmm. to give birth, that will not be a good quality of life for me, because that is... That is that is like to the point of like I, it's same as I think everyone has the right to live their life without someone stabbing them and stuff like that. I think I have the right. I want to have the right to live my life without ever having to give birth because mm. that's my greatest fear. So I'm totally cool if if you know after I do all of these things because like I I am planning at some point to get completely sterilized, but there are even super fringe cases where that fails and things like that. And mm. so if after all of that that still fails. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through the thing that's my worst fear that's gonna make me suicidal. I would rather someone be able to remove it, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna say, hey, like you're like I recognize that you're a human, but you're in, you're living mm. in me, and I didn't give anyone the right to live in me, regardless of human status. Um, so that that would be that would be where I see it. But I do see your perspective, and at the end of the day. Like I've said before on these, I, I don't think you or I was going to move each other to the other side, but I, I wanted us to hear each other's perspectives so that mm. the audience, I think, could get a full. And I think that that's important because I have to pee really bad, so I have to pause. But um, <laughs> I don't I don't want to pause because I'm on a roll. <laughs> uh, I think that I think that, uh, yeah, like a problem I see is that these discussions don't happen. And a lot of times back when I was on the pro-life side and then for the past 10 years that I've been heavily on the pro-choice side, I, I think that the problem is that nobody nobody's really addressing each other. People will go, OK, but but this this is really just this or this is really just this. And it's just talking past each other. And mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, I don't I think I don't think anyone's really going to ever fully agree on this issue. And I also think that it's a, a distraction that politicians use to distract us from like wars going on. And, and but I'm not going to get into my political conspiracy theories and things like that. Um, and like like a lot of people bring up uh, that's why there's a reason I haven't addressed a lot of the points in this chat. Um, and it's not that I don't care about them because I think they're very important points, but I think it's really important to focus the scope of a discussion. So if we start to get into discussions about like, well, how does the foster care system work? Well, how are children going to be financially supported? Like, are those things going to be incredibly important to society? Yes. But I think that like, for the purposes of this discussion, it's important to focus the scope. That's why well, I to me, I mean, I can, people aren't going to like my answer to this, but I can sum up 
really any conversation that follows to me it has to start with the fact that you don't have the right to kill an innocent human being period yeah end of discussion now let's talk about you know but making the foster care right. system and better let's talk about all this like, stuff that's exactly fine. that's why like when that's a reason i didn't address that because i'm like i used to be on the pro-life side and that's what i would have said too and it's it's mm -hmm. a matter of like you do have to focus the scope of the discussion on this and and those things are things that matter in in, in a society but it's not going to like if i'm talking to cassie about pro-life beliefs how those things work is not going to change the fact that if you're viewing this as killing someone that it like most people agree that death is the ultimate that's the end that's the ultimate ending mm. of things that's the the greatest crime that can exist is to cause the death of someone else and things like that so once you compare anything to death it almost like it almost completely the, the discussion can't happen anymore at least that's yeah. how i see it but if people in the chat disagree feel free i really have to pee um rk i know you've been quiet but can you talk mm -hmm. to some people in the chat while i'm peeing yeah i got Uh, it sounds like my I'm here. Can you hear me now? Mm, yeah. Yeah. So my internet's been in and out for over a week now because they're they're fixing up the outside of the apartment. Mm. I don't know why. Uh, it looks fine, but um, <laughs> they they're blocking our window, so my internet's been spotty because I mm. guess it's that sensitive. Um, and right now, they're just like blasting it like it's a car wash. <laughs> so Logan's freaking out. Um. Which is just to say, all in all, I kind of hope this apartment gets hit by a meteorite <laughs> uh, after I move out in a month. <laughs> yeah, and after when, you're not there. And when no, no one else is inside. <laughs> uh, I, I just want the landlords to suffer, that's it. <laughs> I say as I move into a, a multi-unit, I'm the landlord of whatever. These guys suck, I'm not gonna suck. <laughs> How are you? Doing good. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> um, Anyway, I like the Kirby shirt. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Got it for Christmas. Yeah, he's a cheat code in Smash Bros. <laughs> so respect that. Um, just Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Markets are down today. <laughs> uh, dude, I was reading about like the differences. So, so like it's wild. Like jobless or, or, or job claims and, and, and turnover. Is, mm -hmm. is going down thankfully people are getting jobs and, and they're and they're keeping them but i was reading about uh food industry and service workers and how it's at like close to an all-time high turnover it's like 85 percent of these people are quitting their jobs as soon as mm -hmm. they get back to work because they just hate working in the food industry right now mm. isn't that wild yeah that's not good it's not good it's not good. <laughs> it's it, i mean i get it it doesn't seem like it's a uh the fun industry to work in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Molly, uh, your landlord is going to review our house after ignore. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> anyway, Savvy's back. So hey, I love this chair. Look at RK not even touching this. Yeah, that's what RK said. From, <laughs> RK is amazing. That's what he said from the beginning. Is he's like, I as the the guy here, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about this. Which I respect. I respect that. I wish a lot of uh, men in power felt the same way. I think RK should run for Congress uh, and just uh, uh, run on the water, weed, and weights platform. I'm good. I'd rather not have like every dirty little secret I've ever had in my life publicly exposed <laughs> for the sake of a fucking election. That's fair. That's why I don't want to. I mean, I, I'm like, I, I've, uh, yeah. Not to I, mention, by principle, I'd have to hate myself. Yeah. 
So yeah. like I, I would do the honorable thing as a politician. And the as soon public as scrutiny of YouTube is enough. Like, it, can you imagine the public scrutiny of running for office? <laughs> I would just recommend we all take a retreat to the fucking moon and stay there. Kaylee wants to know what secrets you're hiding. Um, it's not a the water weed and weights platform. <laughs> um, okay, so RK is uh from. Wait. But now he's muted. That's good. Okay. It was the so, internet protecting his secrets. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys working on the apartment for protecting me. Um, oh, this is an interesting question from Amanda since you're on right now, Cassie. Mm -hmm. She's curious how religion informs other aspects of your life that put you in opposition to others. Do you run into disagreements like this with others you're otherwise more aligned with? I mean, oof. That's a like really broad question. I I mean, it obviously religion informs much of my life. I live my life by the way that God says you should in the Bible. And um, do I run into disagreements like this with others? You're otherwise more aligned. Yeah, all the time. I mean, on both sides of the coin, because honestly, I, I really feel like I very often fall in the middle of a lot of issues. Obviously on this issue, I'm very firmly pro-life, but I also, at least I feel like I understand the other side and I'm a little more compassionate about it than some other people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how to really get specific about that question because there's just like so many examples I could, yeah. I could give of. Well, I like of, the what you were talking about, which is that like, I feel like the the fact alone that you you're supportive of universal healthcare, I think, is different than a lot of. I think if uh, based mm. on people in the chat, it's different than a lot of people on the pro life movement that they've run into in the past. Mm. And I think it's definitely better. I think it's definitely yeah. an improvement. Yeah. Um. So I yeah, and I think that I I, I have things like that all the time too, where I you know, was what I was talking to when we were talking to red pillars. I was like, Hey, I actually disagree with a lot of feminists on a lot. I'm a feminist and I disagree with a lot of things because, mm -hmm. you know, none of us, none of us is, uh, unless we're going to get into cults, none of us should be um, just following one blanket ideology for every single thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I, I, I get that. I get that. Um, let me, let me think if there were other, I mean, I guess if people in the chat have more questions that we want to address that I haven't, I mean, I can go back in the chat a little bit because I know that we've kind of kept the discussion focused on a couple specific things. Whereas I know that the chat is bringing up a lot of other um, interesting, interesting pieces for discussion as well. Um, Uh, and I was going to say, I don't know if you want to do this because obviously it's your channel and you can do what you want, but um, I could send you um, a link to my YouTube channel where I have those playlists with different oh, information. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you could put that in the description or something. Um, it's just, I think it's just called Paradigm Shift. I might actually just oh, find it. Here's a couple interesting questions. So first of all, okay. Molly says, what do you think about taking someone off of life support? 
I think that, I mean, life support in general, I'm not against life support. <laughs> what I was about to say makes it kind of sound like I am. But um, I think naturally, if someone is to the point where they aren't going to live on their own in a natural state, then I, I don't have a problem with someone wanting to keep their loved one on life support because they hope that something will change. But I also don't think it is wrong of them to take them off of life support. Um, I know obviously I mean, if you that's- take someone off of life support, wouldn't that be the same thing as killing an innocent life? No, because it is a person who's dying and you are like, I mean, usually people who are on life support, if, I mean, if we're talking about someone who's like in a coma, like they are basically dead already. You're just well, artificially the preserving their fetus. life. I'd say that they're dying because no, once no, no. they're, out, once <laughs> no, they're no, outside no, they're of they're not you, they're dying. dying. Well, they're, they're not dead. dying. They're living, they're growing, they are whole human beings. I mean, they're not they're dying any more than a baby. My body is supporting them, though. Is the well, babies thing. are only growing because we are feeding them and giving them care. Sure, exactly, so, exactly. So can we However, kill babies, one-year-olds, then? No, but you can give away your rights to babies. I would gladly give away, if I could take this out of me and put it in another woman who wants it, I'd give away my rights. You can right, give away your rights I understand, to but yeah. you can't do that, though. Like, literally, it's physically impossible, so that's not an option. So, I mean, But I shouldn't, I should not be people, legally required to have a right to, a, to, to be saddled with the legal responsibilities of a child I don't want at any stage of their life. See, I think that in the case, let's pretend that you have a one-year-old child that you don't want. Obviously you can give them up for adoption, but if you just, if you don't go through the, the right processes of at least, I mean, let's say you have a baby and you wanna give them up for adoption. You're gonna have to at least care for them up to the point where you get them to the adoption place. And if you don't do that, if you instead just no, you can just leave it them on the ground. Yeah, but if yeah. you do that, that is illegal. And okay. everyone would agree that that is horrible and wrong and that you shouldn't do that because that baby deserves to have the same rights as us to be cared for. And we all agree with that. It's just for some reason when it's inside instead of outside, it changes. Um, right. So th I think a lot of people in the chat are saying... Um, so, uh, like what I was trying to say, which is that, yeah, like Molly says, I am the life support. Yes, that is, that right. is what I'm saying is that a feet, I'm not saying a fetus is dying in the sense that it is actively deteriorating inside of me. I'm saying it's mm. dying in the sense that I am being its life support. If it doesn't, right. I'm, if I don't see abortion as killing, I see it as taking it off of life support because I don't want to have, but it's not the same thing because a fetus is not dying. You're saying you see it as dying, but you don't see it as dying, but well, it's a person not. on life support it's... isn't necessarily dying. They're not necessarily like, I guess that's a fine. What do you do? What do you mean by dying? I guess is the question. What does dying in the, in the present progressive tense form of the verb mean to you? Well, I mean, people who are on life support are usually on life support because they've been severely injured to the point where they are going to die if you don't intervene. So not intervening is not the same thing as taking something that is alive and living and going through its natural state of growth. Like for instance, a one-year-old baby is alive and living and going through its natural state of growth to 
stop that process is murder. To stop the process of, I'm not going to help this person that's dying, that's not murder. So I guess that's back to the point of, is something murder when you is is it only it's only murder if it's active not if it's passive allow like you can passively allow someone to die and that's fine but if you actively i wouldn't say morally action. it depends on the situation i wouldn't say that it's always fine to passively allow someone to die but i wouldn't say it should be illegal okay. unless i mean i guess there are some specific situations if you are like a doctor who has been legally like you are legally required to care for this person then yeah it probably is illegal for you to not do your job sure 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 yeah that's yeah I, I get what you're saying there yeah absolutely um so amy brings up an interesting point here amy because amy is bringing up the fact that she is literally <clears throat> dying right now amy has been battling cancer for about what two mm. three years now and dude amy's amazing she's been she's been awesome but she's talking about like her life has value, and I think that nobody disagrees with that. Her life I think has value. I think that I and think I'm that not going to kill you, right? I think that what she might be getting at though is that um, life support, like even if you're dying and on life support, your your life, like, and I know that you don't disagree with this. That you know, a person yeah. who's dying and on life support has equal value in life to anyone anywhere. So taking them off of life support could be considered murder in the same way. I mean, I don't, I just don't think it can be considered murder because people don't usually take someone off of life support unless it is like, there's no way that they're ever going to come back from that. I mean, just logistically, if we never ever took some people off of life support, then we would have hospitals full of people who are, essentially like not really alive i mean they're alive technically because machines are keeping them alive but that's just not equivalent to a pregnant woman going through the natural process of like a, helping a child come into the world i just i don't that's not questionable hag energy this was actually the point that i brought up at the very beginning which i i think we can still discuss which is um, if you have someone who needs to be hooked up to you 24 seven for a year to live, you are the only person who can save this kid. Let's, let's just assume for the sake of the argument, it's your kid. Let's assume it's your own child. Mm. They have to, they have to be hooked up to you 24 seven for a year to live. Do, uh, do you think the law should force you to be hooked up to them? Okay. Sorry. Let me, I'm trying to wrap my brain fully around this question. Um, so you have someone who needs to be hooked up to you 24 seven yeah. a year to live. You were the only one who could save this kid. I mean, I understand the parallels you're trying to make between that and pregnancy, but it's just not the same. I mean, how's it different? It's, it's hard to imagine because this is a hypothetical situation that is not like, it's not, that would never happen. That's not a thing. Has that never happened? Let me just look it up. That you feel, have to be hooked up to someone 24 7 and you're know. the only person who can do that i don't think that or that's maybe, possible to happen but like i i don't see how it's different because it literally is pregnancy like that's what pregnancy is is having someone who has to be hooked up to you 24 7 to live is pregnant right so it is, is it does it does happen it happens in pregnancy so if it like yeah, whether it and pregnancy out is a natural process, and you can't intentionally kill human life. I mean, it's I just 
I think we're natural, just talking in circles. We are. But... I guess we are talking in circles. Yeah. Um, I mean, whether it's natural, I don't think matters. Like, I don't know why naturality has to do with it. Whether something's natural or artificial is also kind of a social construct. So I'm not I mean, really sure. Yeah. I think it matters to a degree, but I don't think it matters that much. So we can just drop that if we Yeah, want sure. To, I don't think that's going to get us anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, I lost my train of thought completely. Okay. Sorry. I think that... <clears throat> The problem with the hypothetical question is like the problem is that abortion is intentionally killing something that is living and that something is a human life and an innocent human life let's clarify because you know uh, there's a difference Does innocence matter? Um, because innocence is also relative it matters to me because i do I do support the death penalty, and I think that that oh, okay. is not at all comparable to. I don't I think go, killing go a baby is the say, same as killing I'm someone a rapist. who doesn't support the death penalty, uh, just for a multitude of reasons. But that's a separate mm. topic, and I will go out on a limb and say because I know people are trying to compare it in the chat, it isn't the same thing. Like I will say that, like to to spend time on that is not is not worth it. That's just drawing right. comparisons for the sake of it. Like also whether, to be fair, I did not used to be. A supporter of the death penalty so i totally understand that yeah. that perspective the only reason i changed my mind is is religious reasons so it wouldn't really i mean yeah we can talk right. about it but i don't think it would no really. i don't i don't think it's actually relevant to the discussion a lot of people seem to think the the death penalty is relevant i, I think it's a completely separate topic because you're you're talking what you say an innocent human life like innocence is relative however if we're talking about, if we are talking about this in the real world and we're talking about how things are going to happen in terms of like legal processes, yes, the legal processes that happen for that are different than for this because if some, that's someone being killed by the state, no one else is allowed to be killed. You know, it's it's just a different topic. It doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't compare directly. So I don't think I guess that that's to worth clarify, talking about. I guess um, to clarify what I mean by innocent, like I... It's different if you're if you're in a like a self-defense situation where someone is killing you, like they yeah. are not innocent. <laughs> they're they're perpetrating a great evil against you and you have the right to stop that. I don't compare that to pregnancy because while there may be unintentional like obviously we already discussed women who are in a situation where yeah just so they're gonna knows, die I know some people are getting in here like yeah chandra we discussed that at the beginning if if the pregnancy is uh cassie yeah, has agreed that if the pregnancy is threatening to the the life of the woman that she would be fine with someone terminating it yeah um so this is basically what i've been trying to ask is what bet's saying here can i give my zygote up for adoption that's what i want to do if i get pregnant <laughs> i want to just give my i i'm saying live your life dude little little human in me right. go ahead live your best life just don't do it in me right I and i don't understand to you being inside of me so you go 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 let me just give you to someone else and if the only way to get you out of me results in your death like i'm sorry i didn't mean for you to die but that's just gonna like i was trying to give you to someone else this is just an accident <laughs> right, right. man so that's uh so, that's how i see it <laughs> and i mean obviously i think I think we can all agree. I think pro-life people would also agree that if there was a way that we could give a zygote up for adoption, like, cool, that would be the solution to all of this. And that would be great. Unfortunately, that's 
a hypothetical that's not possible. So it's not, that's not possible. But um, what I want to, what I want to address on, well, yeah, I mean, I would be in favor of that as I already said. Okay. Yeah. I think Um, the problem is that too many people in the pro-life movement try to spend time shutting down abortion clinics or passing new laws. And that stuff takes a lot of time and resources. And if those time Mm -hmm. and resources could be spent to make a service like that or a technology like that available, yeah. not to say who knows how long it would take, but I think humans are pretty incredible. I believe it could be possible at some point. Yeah. If all the I energy think it was could be possible. And I think yeah. we should focus more attention there. But what I wanted to talk about with um, you saying, you know, you don't consent to the baby being inside of you. What you're talking about is, is the D on the SLED acronym, which yeah. would be um, degree of dependency that you're like the one of the reasons that you're okay with abortion is because the baby that would be in you is is more dependent on is completely dependent on you and it's not dependent on my physical body if it's right. dependent on my financial resources i don't give a fuck it's that it's dependent on right. my physical body right yes. it's dependent on your physical body yes. but the thing is you would have to logically then apply that to many other types of people because there are other people in the world who are dependent on someone else's body. I mean, I I understand that like when Can you, you give say, an example. Yeah, I will. I understand when you say physical body, you mean like because they're inside of you using your nutrients and stuff. But like you also, if you have a baby or someone has a baby or someone has a very, very sick person that they're caring for like you're also dependent like you have to devote your body which like stress time like all of these things are part of you that they are dependent on and we don't say that it's okay to kill those people so I don't see how that's different but we do say it's okay to transfer responsibility so if you have a sick relative that you are responsible for you can Mm -hmm. transfer the responsibility to someone else exactly you you will never be forced whether that's physical body in terms of nutrients and 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 body parts or also Mm -hmm. in terms of stress and mental health things if it gets to be too much for you and you don't want it you right. legally will always have the right to transfer Absolutely. that to someone else. That's all I'm saying I want in terms of pregnancy. And if in the process of me transferring, let's say I put my baby up for adoption and in the process of I put it on the tr- on uh, in a in a van to go to the adoption center and a, a truck hits it on the way there and the baby dies, that is not my fault. I would say the not. same thing for abortion though because I just want to I want to get it removed from me. All I want is to get it removed. And but you know process, that getting it removed is killing it. You know that. Like it's but not why does it like, matter if I know that. All I want is to get it removed. Because and then it's it an removed, intentional decision to kill that that living being. It's an being. intentional decision to remove it. I would prefer it to be removed without killing. Yes, However, but you I know that that's not right. possible. So you're intentionally deciding to do it anyway, knowing it is killing the thing. Like you can't just pretend that. Well, I'd rather it be this hypothetical thing that doesn't exist. Like, you know that that's not what's going to happen. You didn't know putting your child on that van that it was going to get hit or you even wouldn't have I, done it. Even if I did know that, it still wouldn't be my fault. If you knew that that child was going to die if you put it on the van, it's absolutely your fault. I don't think it is. But I mean, because I didn't I do it. That's, that's again, I think that's, that's crazy. If you knew, okay. if you knew that someone was going, 
if that's what know, I'm saying. That I, is the yeah. consequence and not the intention, right? I don't. It intend, is the intention. It's not the intention, though. My intention is to get it removed from me. And if death is the only way it can get removed from me, that's a consequence. But it's not what I want to happen. However, you're saying that instead that there should just be no want. way to get it removed from me. I should just be forced to be stuck with it, just because death is a consequence that I don't want either. I know that it's not what you want, but it is. You know that that is what's going to happen when you do it you are fully aware that i am about to do something that will kill this being and if you have another option a meaning if it's not like a life and death situation then it is that's a life wrong. and death situation for me because i am su i will become suicidal if i have to carry a baby to term there's and i just i would yeah. say that you can't know for sure that you wouldn't be able to overcome that. I mean, I don't think I'm that that's pretty a... sure, but I mean, I don't think any as this thing too. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I, I don't think, think we're going to really get anywhere on that side of the conversation. Honestly. I don't think that. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't think we're going to change each other. I never thought we were going to change each other's mind, which is mm -hmm. fine because uh, like, that's not really the point. Honestly, what I want, my goal for this discussion was that, I do have a few pro-life people in the chat as well. I know Julia, um, like Julia here. Yeah, uh, Julia, we did talk about this. So if you want to uh, rewind in, in here a little bit, but Julia is pro-life, but believes in termination for medical reasons. So it's, this, it's kind of the same thing of what we were talking about here. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we do have a few pro-life people in the chat as well. Um, and my goal was just, my goal at the end of the day for this discussion was that, I wanted for the pro-life people in the chat to hear what my actual thought process is and for the pro-choice people in the chat to hear an actual pro-life process from Cassie's mm. perspective, because I think that we very rarely hear each other's perspectives in full for yeah. a long period of time. I agree. I think that people don't talk about, and I understand why people don't talk about this. It's not an easy topic. Yeah. It, is, it, is, it is emotional and painful and, and hurtful no matter where you come from. So I also want to just give a big thank you to everyone in the chat, no matter what side mm. you're coming at this from. I really appreciate that you've been with us on this really emotionally taxing week we've been having, especially like, I don't know, this, this, I feel like this discussion might have been less emotionally taxing than the red pill discussion, though, just because that was like, <laughs> excuse me, what? Um, but I can but, believe that <laughs> it's four is four hours long It's four hours and it's a lot. Um, but I think that I, I really want to tell the chat I appreciate, I appreciate you guys. Um, and I appreciate you listening and hearing out what everyone's saying, even if it's not your normal viewpoint. Um, and I, I think that at the end of the day, it's helpful to know what someone else believes if you want to make the world better. Mm -hmm. If you, if your goal, like let's say you're me and your goal is to have safe and legal abortion access for, for everyone, um, to, if you're running into someone who has a belief that abortion should not be legal or available at all, you mischaracterize them. You're never going to reach them. You're never going to find a solution to work for. Like even just in this discussion, Cassie and I have a lot of solutions we agree on. Even if at the end of the day we don't agree about the abortion process itself, we both agree that universal health care would go a long way. 
We mm-hmm. both agree that um, better education for people would go a long way. We both agree on those things. And so it just goes to show that there are places that we can work together to help eliminate these problems. And if we hadn't sat down and had this discussion, we wouldn't have known that about each other. And so that's why I think this week is productive. So did we change each other's mind? No, we didn't. But did we learn more about each other and learn more about what can be done to change things? I think so. So that's my, I don't know, Cassie, what was your takeaway from everything? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the same. I just agree with everything you said. I think that's what I expected um, coming here, especially with you, because I know that I've watched your videos a lot, obviously. And I think that you're very, um, reasonable in the way that you discuss difficult subjects like this. And yeah, I mean, I've watched videos where I, you are being, giving people the benefit of the doubt and being more kind than I even think you needed to in some situations. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you could have, nice you could have told them off a little bit more. Nice. <laughs> but that's, yeah. So yeah, that's um, what I always, I mean, I always come into, watching conversations like this or having conversations like this, especially if it's this kind of a, a thing is to me, the goal is just to, to present two sides of a discussion so that people can watch and listen and learn and, and think and, and consider things in a different way. Even if it doesn't end up changing your mind, it might at least end up changing your perspective of the other person and why they believe what they believe and, and how, you know, how much maybe you should have more compassion or you should have more understanding or whatever, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to say, um, Stephanie saying kudos to Cassie for being courageous to have this conversation. And yeah, this is an emotional topic. And I really, I do appreciate it because I know that it can be, it can be difficult. Same as like, Mm -hmm. if I went on a channel with people who were primarily um, from the anti-abortion side, I like it. I mean, there's a few pro-life people in the chat, but I think the majority of people in the chat are are on the pro-choice side here. So I think that, you know, I I think that it was very brave that you you were willing to have this discussion and I I really appreciate it. Amanda says, big thanks to Cassie for being willing to take on so many questions and so much opposite. Yeah, that's not easy. It's it's an emotionally and mentally difficult thing to do. So- um, Yeah, it was scary. But I, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I was I, pretty. And I appreciate you being. I really appreciate you being willing to do this. Um, so yeah. Uh, re- thank you so much, guys. Cassie's Cassie's great. She has um an author tube channel. She's an author. She has some romance novels out. Mm-hmm. So um, check out her writing. She's a really cool person. Uh, thank, thank you so you. much for uh having this this talk today. Yeah, you're welcome. Absolutely. Yeah, and I know people in the chat are like, can we talk about this? Can we talk about this? Unfortunately, since I don't want to get into another four-hour discussion like we did with the Red <laughs> Pill and I need to take my dog out, we won't be able to have more discussion on this today. However, if we ever do another week like this in the future, absolutely we can talk about these things more. Um, tomorrow is going to be... MLM and Essential Oils Day. So we're going to talk about two topics, one being multi-level marketing companies. Are they always bad? I'm gonna, I think that they're always bad. Reckless Mermaid thinks that they don't always have to be bad. So she and I are going to have a debate on that. Once again, Reckless Mermaid is being brave as hell since this is a primarily anti-MLM audience. So I don't want to see any hate towards her. (laughs) She and I are going to have a great discussion and she's just awesome in general. And then Cher is going to come on. 
uh, to convince me that I shouldn't be afraid of essential oils. I think that is the one place where I will definitely have my mind changed this week because I think she's going to educate me. <laughs> so we have MLMs and essential oils day tomorrow. Tomorrow is also our 100th episode of this show, which is amazing. Wow. Because, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, so we've got 100th episode of this show coming tomorrow. And then next week, first to celebrate that we're in the hundreds of episodes and to celebrate the fact that I appreciate this audience sticking with us, having really intellectually and emotionally exhausting conversations all week. We're going to do Oprah <laughs> week, which is also audience appreciation oh. week because we're doing giveaways. It's going to be you get a car and you get a car. You Except no cars. It's going to be books. I'm going to give away books. You get a book. You get a book. Things like that. We'll do giveaways. We'll study Oprah. We'll have a lot of fun. So <laughs> this is how next week is going to go and how tomorrow is going to go. I will see you guys tomorrow. Uh, keep supporting small businesses. Keep up having a great day. RK, do you want to say something? Because I you didn't talk the whole chat <laughs> or the whole time other than when I peed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Amanda had a good idea of moving the discussion to the Reddit. So I'll make a share your thoughts thread right now. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So guys, don't forget we have a subreddit, r slash your morning guru. And RK is going to post in the subreddit so that we can continue this discussion over there. So that if anyone else has alternate ideas, we can have a respectful discussion um, over, over there. So, oh, wait, yeah, Cassie's, uh, yes, author Cassie. Someone asked. So yes, I that is her channel it. name. <laughs> Go ahead and check out her channel. She's got videos about writing. She's got some books out. Um, she's She's doing great stuff. So yeah, and uh, I'll also go ahead and um, on my phone, I'm signed into my other account for the, with the abortion information and stuff. So I'll just comment that in the comments too, in case. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So if anyone wants to see more of where her perspective comes from on this, you can check out the playlist she's made on the alternate channel as well, because I think it's important to educate ourselves about where, where various beliefs and various ideas come from. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, thank you so much for everything. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. This was like probably the most painless, this kind of discussion could have possibly been. So oh, good. I, you know what? I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. <laughs> and I think that I, that's, we're having painless discussions. That's why we're better than Steven Crowder because he makes everybody feel uncomfortable, but I want you guys, <laughs> yes. wait, oh, sorry. Bet wants me to. Oprah week is going to be lit. Wait, a knowledge of the pun. Wait, what's the pun? What's the pun? What's the pun? I don't get the joke. I don't get the joke. Someone explain the joke to me. Bet, explain the joke to me. <laughs> Oprah week is going to be lit. What's the joke? What's the joke? Oh, like literature, because I'm giving away books. Is oh. that the joke? Is that the joke? I just got it. I just got it. Oh my God, Beth, that was funny. I'm sorry it took me so long. <laughs> oh, and Paradigm Shift is Cassie's, uh, the channel where she put the playlist about the abortion stuff. So if you want to check that out, you can check it out right there. All right, you guys. Um, yeah, we uh, will be back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. 100th episode celebration and more debates about more interesting topics. So have a great rest of your day. Support small businesses and have a great start to your Thursday. Goodbye, friends. <laughs>